0: Hi everyone, and welcome to What's Design Anyway. I'm Daniela Sachs, founder of Impactful Design Studio. If you're wondering what on earth design means, what it's got to do with anything, how to use it, or how to find your place within it, you're in the right spot. Join me as I delve into all of these topics and more with an incredibly interesting, inspiring, and intriguing lineup of guests. I'm incredibly excited to bring you Daniela Nastri van Aspergen today. Daniela, amongst being a very dear friend of mine, is an incredibly talented designer, as well as an incredibly talented artist. Uh, Daniela has over a decade of experience working as an independent, very multifaceted freelance designer for corporates, creatives, small businesses, startups, and software dev houses. And the conversation that we have is so dear to my heart, because Daniela speaks to this battle that I know I have, um, I definitely harbor, which is the split personality that often we feel as being both a designer and a creative slash artist. Daniela and I delve into really like what the difference is between art and design, which I know is a question that I'm always asked, but also uh, more deeply into what the role of art is in our design process. Daniela speaks to why art, uh, creativity, and play is so incredibly important in our lives, in our connection to self and also in unleashing uh, our abilities and our creativity. She speaks about the importance of fostering the environment for creativity and how important this is to really expand our practice because play, in essence, is the precursor to innovation, to creativity, and to design. But it's often something that we don't pay enough attention to. So I hope that you enjoy this conversation um, as much as I enjoyed having it. And I hope that you take um, a lot of juicy things out of it. Thank you so much for joining me um, today. I'm really excited uh, about the conversation that we're going to have because it's something that I know we're both super curious about, which is like this question of where does art meet design? Like, do they meet? Like, where do they diverge? Like, because there's often so much confusion about what is art and what is design and i'm excited to kind of dig into this with you and yeah hear your thoughts um on kind of where does design play a role also in what you do and kind of where does art show up um and what excites you about that awesome Dan. so we
1: started the conversation because i messaged you and said firstly love what you're doing Secondly, I'm moving away from design and I want to focus on art. And from that, we decided to have a bit of a two hour catch up, <laughs> <laughs> which is awesome. Like why, why is it different? What, you know, um, is there an overlap? Um, what makes the design unappealing or, you know, what makes it different to pursuing the art? And is, the, is there anything that, I guess, overlaps? So very simply I mean my experience or life experience was that I chose to study design instead of study art and I think if I look back at university it's from the outset they've they're really different in terms of intention um in the design department you are creating things to
0: um
1: what's the word like solve a brief or fulfill Some a brief. problem solve a problem and while there are creative elements you know like you have control over the characters you create or the colors you choose or the shapes Mm -hmm. they still even those decisions need to be justified because you know if the brief is for kids you're not gonna uh, choose colors or or images that don't fulfill that Um, meanwhile the art kids were you know agonizing over their personal crisis and existential (laughs) existentialism yeah Um, really wanted to be there though Um, but I chose design because in my mind design was approachable it wasn't as open-ended it had Mm -hmm. it had an intention you could get a job the job was very clear you could get these kinds of jobs Um, whereas art fundamentally being subjective was well what if people don't like what I have to say whereas designers I'm either a good designer or or not you know and if I'm not Although that's I'm- also
0: very yeah. subjective I would yeah, argue true.
1: true um and maybe that's the question like what makes <laughs> what makes something bad design and what mm. makes something bad art because I suppose maybe if i think about it bad art can still be justified like you might not like it but it can still be justified because it's a personal thing whereas bad design the rules
0: i think are more rigid maybe not sure oh, but um, i think personal taste still plays still plays into it because it's kind of like if a client comes to you to design a logo or a website right um their person the the personal taste and which option they choose out of um you know the number of options that you give them is still really related to personal taste they're like how they see themselves as a lot of kind of like subjective touchy-feely um components to it A where I might look at the design that they chose and go like oh that's awful like I would never choose that that sucks who would would choose such a thing if someone picks a bad paint or a painting
1: that you don't like that I don't know like I feel like that you can be like ah that's your taste but like if they pick a bad logo you for me at least and this is my experience is you can often go like but that's that's not good because you know, this image or these colors or that font don't convey the brand.
0: Yeah, it's There's not aligned the- to your branding or to your market yeah, that you're it's speaking like a to.
1: Yeah. So I think that's what I find interesting. I've personally moved away from design because it's digital, and I like like not being digital. Um, so <laughs> I also. Mm-hmm kind of have gotten over solving visual problems with very rigid frameworks. You know, that's my experience of design is applying, and this is exactly goes back to this thing. It's like there's brand, there's, there are just like more and more structures to fit into. And I really, I don't know, I find I'm reasonably good at it, but I, I know people like, oh, your friend, you know, like, do you hang out with other designers? I'm like, no, I don't even know designers who hang out with other designers. If I'm at a party and people like they do design, we're yeah.
0: like,
1: don't care. Like we actually don't like. Well, I personally, once I've met, we're like not really phased by being around other designers. It's not Somehow, inspiring. More like, you know, this is my community. Um, yeah. I think maybe more UX designers. I don't know, but like, yeah. I, there's this there's this, maybe that's where I realized I'm not with my people because I'd meet other designers and just not really have anything to talk about. Like I'm not passionate about this, but put me around a bunch of artists and I have mm-hmm. a whole lot of stuff to say. And why is that? Because I feel that design is clean and there's a clean approach. Mm-hmm. There's a process, there's framework and there's intention and there are solutions and problems and it's there's a system I feel like design Uh has a system yeah art has processes but it's a generally chaotic environment where you're broadly picking things and playing with things and figuring things out and just like letting things happen
0: where the process is often more important um, than the final outcome, like Pollock, Jackson Pollock, for example. Right. And it's right? also
1: internal, I guess. Yeah. Um, so if I think of like, I mean, I see it as room. So if I think of an art studio, what the room is communicating with all the tools and stuff um, and the pro- like the product you get, feel so disconnected because you'll have like the paints and the markers and the, whatever you Mm -hmm. need to create the outcome, but it's not very clear what that outcome is going to be. Whereas if I think of a design studio and the laptop and the kind of, I don't know, project leads and little Mm -hmm. bunches of people doing their thing. I'm talking about like a little agency. It's very clear that there's a directive and the outcome is very scheduled and um, yeah, while there's, again, creativity within it, the output isn't necessarily
0: um, unknown. So what's, I mean, what would you define as the difference in that? So creativity feeds into design and it's kind of a foundation for design as it is a foundation for art. But is that creativity the same or is it a different type of a creativity because the outputs are, are so different when a lot of people look at design as being well design is is art especially with if you're designing an advertising agency or designing posters or you're designing um adverts or like music videos or all of that. Like a lot of people go, wow, there's so much artistry in that. There's so much creativity. I'm glad you used that word. So when
1: I, um, just to catch anyone up, so I do coaching, creative coaching, and I combine art with coaching, which is actually the conversation we first had. But Mm -hmm. around that was this idea of when people come and I ask them, do you think you're creative? The first thing they do is I don't paint or draw. And I say that is artistic, that's, those are art, Mm -hmm. you know, those are artistry skills or technical skills. That's not necessarily the essence of creativity, creativity. Or creative expression. Creative expression. Like, so what is creativity? Creativity is new ideas, even though, you know, you might be super cynical (laughs) and believe there are no such thing as new ideas, but there are new ways to generate those ideas. So...
0: It's like the sparks as... for me it's the sparks of inspiration almost as creativity but it can also be the act of making like when you're cooking
1: correct right? exactly or exact. what I've said in my in my groups is do you if, if it's not derivative if what you're doing it, basic when people are like oh you're so basic and like mm-hmm. I think some people don't really know what that means but basic is you don't really Create, generate anything from yourself. You look to what other people are doing and you replicate it. So you wear the earrings that are in fashion, you buy the clothes that are on the shelf. Mm-hmm. Like you put the outfits together that are seen in the magazines. Like you are deriving your existence from other things. Mm-hmm. Creativity is the ability to know who you are and what you like and put things together in new ways. So, and I use the cooking thing because I've said said to the ladies, like, do you cook? And when you cook, just follow <laughs> the recipe, like, to the tea, because some people do. And then you get yes. the asked, you know. Or do you add your own kind of flair? You add your own flair. And that moment of flair, I think, is the creative. And so as you were talking, I just saw creativity as, like, you know, like in um, Spirited Away, like the spirit of Uh creativity, like the essence of creativity (laughs) is like a force, okay? And in design, it gets channeled very directly into something specific. So the creative spark comes in, maybe in the brainstorm session, but it bounces around the brief framework, and then it's kind of filtered, I guess, like shaken and filtered and, like narrowed down, so it's it's like a very mm. almost technical processing of that creative essence, whereas I feel like in art, that creative essence almost gets stretched and expanded and mm. added, like it can almost grow bigger. It's less, mm-hmm. um, yeah, and then it's, I guess it's filtered in other ways, um, but yeah, wh- yeah, it's maybe less intentional and more free in the art space, um, and and used used intentionally in the design space. So, yeah, mm.
0: um, I love that that description. So it's you know creativity has such an important role to play in design and kind of coming up with those initial new ideas and the exploration uh, phase. But then the creativity hits the brief. Hmm. And it gets filtered into a process of, you know, design feedback iteration, our development, um, refinement. Excellent. Yeah. Uh testing. You it. can't have
1: subject, like I don't well, this again, this is like generalizing, and I think you can find many areas where this doesn't count. But generally you were mentioning posters, and I do poster design, it's like my favorite thing I do for um for some of my clients that, that do like short films and stuff. I love the poster design, but I can't yeah. just do whatever I want. I can make something really interesting and beautiful, but it still has a purpose. It still has yes. to communicate something very specific. And maybe the difference is it's not what I want to communicate. It's what it needs to communicate. And For a client. For a client. I A for a client, for their customers. Whereas mm-hmm. if I'm creating art, it's, what I want to communicate you. to, do I want to communicate to? It doesn't have to be communicated and understood clearly.
0: I So, I mean, I, I kind of makes me wonder whether if you were designing for yourself, right? So right. You, you're creating your... <laughs> Honestly, ask any designer. Like,
1: our logos are terrible. Our websites are terrible. Like, we never update portfolio because it is... So it, I then think that that's where the art process—it almost becomes an art process because yeah. you can't, like, you can't do it for yourself.
0: Why? Why? Because why is that like, so hard?
1: I don't know. Like, I've had this thought because I look at my website and I'm like, if I got someone else to do it, would I know what I'd want? You know? Um, so that's where it does become an interesting blur where you're like, wait, am I an artist who's just been? taught technical Mm -hmm. skills to accomplish, um, a very specific goal and purpose and intention in the design space, or am I a designer who has, you know, maybe not sure of their creative voice. so yeah, that's probably been my like personal battle is mm. maybe if I find my art voice, I'll find, this is tangenty, if I find my art voice, maybe my design aesthetic will be clearer, but also because as a designer, you have to be f- flexible, and maybe not everyone, maybe some people only take on very specific looking kind of design mm-hmm. work. And I think when we talk design here, we mean like visual design, right? Like not furniture or clothes and stuff. Maybe that too. Um, maybe some designers do have a very specific aesthetic. Um, but broadly speaking, if you're working with a lot of clients, you need to be a lot of things to all people. Like you you can't really narrow down and maybe be specific. And then that begs the question, like, okay, so then I do think that maybe with let's look at fashion, right? Like if you're designing Mm -hmm. clothes, there's a point at which you're designing with intention and purpose, and then there's like a blur between you're still a designer, you're still designing clothes, but it goes into art because now it's your personal voice. Yeah. You know, um, so maybe that's what it is. It's down to like person, like when the person starts communicating, when a designer has a collection, like a fashion designer has a collection, um, there's a converge between design and art because it's their personal expression. When a designer designs mm-hmm. their own br- like furniture and mm-hmm. it's them, they're not just designing, you know, soma furniture or like, when an architect, you know, you know this, like when an architect creates townhouses to solve a problem or housing solutions. Yeah. Very different design to. um, When they're designing their own house. When they're designing their own house or someone's house where there's like a collaboration of,
0: you know, very creative ideas. Yeah. Or starts a furniture line. Suddenly that becomes more creative because the brief, um there's more I think there's more more freedom for self-expression. And I think maybe that it's interesting because with the fashion example, artistry for me makes me think of the details, the designing yes. of the details is the artistry rather than than the, yeah, the, rules, the personal right? self-expression. Yeah. Where the personal self-expression is almost, well, that's branding. That's kind mm. of that, that, that personal branding um, component which we think of so much as design, but perhaps it's actually giving voice to our creative identity and expression more well, than anything else, us, right?
1: So at what point does a creative a self-expression become a brand and that's uh-huh. where I think the convert, where it diverges again. So it would be interesting. I'm obviously, my brain is so visual. I'm like, woo, woo. Mm-hmm. Like where does this converge <laughs> diverge? So it's almost like if you're designing for, so- if you're designing for someone else, especially, it's probably like kind of pure design because you're, there's, there's very little self-expression, like you're solving a brief and there's purpose mm-hmm. and intention, right? Yeah. When you start yeah. designing for yourself, and finding your own voice, and there's a bit of you and self-expression. The then open-endedness. And it's interesting how we use creativity and less art. And like maybe we should just explore that. But the diverging yeah. again is, I think, when you have a brand, like let's you know, if you look at the big brands who don't, that person doesn't design anymore. So I'm not even going to try name fashion brands because I can't. I've I've just watched a lot of Netflix. So okay. <laughs> They'd say, like, you know, there's a small fashion brand and they very much have their own personal voice and expression and, Mm -hmm. you know, their, like, project runway. They're always like, what's your point of view? And you can recognize, like, whose point of view is whose because, you know, like, it's very evident.
0: Yeah, it's like the personality
1: comes through. It's their personality, but they are involved fully in that process. Like, maybe they get other people to help make it, But ultimately, they guide in and it's very much their voice and what they want to say coming through. And then I think when they start getting bigger and they expand.
0: And they hire
1: these famous designers that come work for their houses because now it becomes a fashion house. house. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, because it takes away from the artistry again or the artist's voice and becomes a brand. And it almost Mm -hmm. like I think it's so sad. And maybe that's why I don't like designers, because. It can be so easy to take someone's person, personhood, um, and capitalize on it. Like with Lexi, and maybe this is very personal because she's my friend, but, you know, the first Lexi's was very much Lexi. It was her, you know, it was like yeah. her essence and her being. And, and then as you expand, you know, like famous brands looks at that and goes, oh, I like that I can bottle this and reproduce it and sell
0: it so maybe to give uh, the audience context Lexi is your friend who is an amazing food visionary and uh, she created the most awesome uh, vegan restaurant in Joburg plant-based plant-based restaurant called Lexi's which was one of the first Plant-based. Kind. Like previously it's
1: you know been religious cult veganism. You can
0: Yeah, <laughs> or like, like health you know, foods been solely right? really vegan like the health food
1: or, yeah. yeah. Or but, pure vegan,
0: yeah.
1: Yeah. Her concept her concept was just very personal to her in realizing that you you can't bring people into what you're doing without um putting them on the scale and introducing them slowly by creating a space that doesn't feel exclusive. Mm.
0: Mm. So it was very um accessible but also very um like it was her personality. There was like mm. a friendly openness, like welcoming um it had quite the vibe. Yeah it was Lexi. It's like it was yeah. her soul. What is her soul still um but now it's part of a big... But now um, it's going to become pitching. a brand. Yeah. yeah. So, um, yeah, is, it's just interesting to watch that journey. Yeah. I mean, it's success in kind of another another round, but it's so interesting. Yeah, that dichotomy of kind of uh, personal voice to to establish brand, maybe. Yeah.
1: Yeah. 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 And then what's where what sits in between that is personal brand where I think you still can own it, you know, and you can present yourself as I guess a I guess a personality that has to some degree been designed, you know? So it's not the Now whole it sounds like bit. you're
0: describing influencers.
1: Uh, yeah, I am. Mm. <laughs>
0: That's exactly what I, kept, I was thinking.
1: Like you're designing you're designing yeah, I see it as design because I think an artistic voice is authentic or should be authentic. Maybe I'm a purist and delusional, but I think your artistic yeah. voice should be authentic, messy, the messy bits and the and the good bits, you know. Um I think the the art space or maybe the art space I know is more comfortable with both. You know, you can still select, like you can still choose what kind of artist you want to be, but um,
0: perhaps it's because the it art space it. embraces contradiction as being inevitable it it doesn't deny contradiction um where often uh contradiction is something that we we avoid this inherent contradiction of is design just design or is it art or is it creativity it's exploring that these things aren't very clean and they they converge and diverge they do and i think they yeah each other. They, yeah exactly and steal from each other um where art is a space which is where contradiction is just embraced so fully that mm-hmm. it's not about it being a this or a that but it's about exploring kind of well again foot on inherent video contradiction video.
1: Like there's no, there's no point. I want to say like there's, because there's no point to art, (laughs) like you know, unless you're looking at like commercial, uh, commercial art, but like, let's say like pure art. um, There's an, there's, yeah, the authentic self-expression voice is encouraged. um, Mm -hmm. And it's okay to change, you know, like you can change it and you can adapt it and you can, explore different sides, whereas I think when you're designing a personality like an influencer, or you're just showing a part of self, um, again, it's design. Why? Because it has a very specific intention. So even the pages that are very body positive, like um, I think, I don't know what she's called this, something papaya or something. So her thing is all around what uh, the postpartum body and basically accepting it. And what's interesting is, it always reminds me of that Black Mirror. I didn't watch a lot of Black Mirror because it, it really hurts my soul. Mm-hmm. I can't. But the second episode where he um, goes on stage and he holds the piece of glass to his neck and he has like that very authentic moment of self-expression. And then what do they do? Clap, clap, clap. Love your work. Bottle that up. Resell it. And that is now your personality, that's what you do. That's now for me, you know, moves into intention, intention, And you're saying that's design. That's design. Yeah. Now you have to design that because what you're saying now is, has to be constructed because there's, you know, that's, that's how, that's how you presented yourself. Like you're now a brand. So mm. an artist would be allowed back on that stage, let's say, and there would be freedom, to do something else whether it's accepted or not but because that person is known for that thing I feel like it moves into a brand um and I think maybe that's why yeah
0: yeah no I was just saying it's, it's so interesting because um if you think about you know some of the most famous artists um like especially in South Africa like even Stephen Cohen is a performance artist. Or, um, you know, our most famous export, um, (laughs) (laughs) reasons, we will not mention names. (laughs) Oh yes. Actually we should mention names about some of our, our exports that have been critiqued for being quite formulaic, um, because you find something which, um, sells and then you repeat it because this is how you can create a commercial success as an artist which I get, like, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm not denying that you
1: shouldn't do that, but I, then that's the question, and that's a question I had, I was just on an art workshop, um, in Joburg, a printing workshop, and we were having the conversation around, you know, when you work with a printmaker, so you're the artist, but you can't print, so you get a printmaker to make your work, Mm
0: -hmm.
1: you know, at what point is that still your stuff, because it's still your vision, and it was lovely, because my friend said, it's a collaboration, so it's not the same as, a designer where you're sending a brief and it's you're not involved and you're just getting it back. You know, like it's it's definitely it requires for for authentic or maybe for like mm-hmm. something special to take place, it requires relationship and collaboration. And I really like that. And then we were talking about <coughs> artists <laughs> who do have a very specific style and look and who just reproduce a whole lot of that and my question was how involved are they do they still love it you know is it still their voice mm. is it even who they are anymore um maybe it's can't be considered design because technically the product is art but there's definitely something that's shifted and i personally feel i can tell when something is when there's a voice in it and when it's been put together.
0: When there's a soul.
1: Yeah. When there's a soul. And that's why, you know, with, with restaurants and brands, like Tasha's got bought and poof, soul gone, you know? Yeah.
0: Yeah. It did feel um, like I, that. Yeah.
1: And maybe that's like, <laughs> so I'm like, not trying to be esoteric or anything, but there's definitely something to be said about a restaurant that has an owner present and a restaurant that doesn't Um, and people that's managed don't always get that like I don't Mm. go this is my snobby side but I don't go to commercial restaurants because I like knowing that there's someone who loves the space they've created and they bring their personality to that space because it's, oh, it's and then
0: they tell you about like what they're exploring and yes. experimenting with oh it's it's like it, it just makes the entire experience you know like yeah
1: about what they do and and again it's that question of like food I think especially is a place where I want to call it an art I want to say it sits in the art space like fashion you know when we say art we don't just mean painting like we mean all food is the same thing like you can you can just make food and then you can create food you know yeah like chef's
0: table I think really like their storytelling really yeah showed that so
1: yeah I think that's where my (laughs) converge diverge happens is maybe in design you're putting your toe into art you know um And you're borrowing a bit, but you're still borrowing for a purpose. So even though there might be a little bit of self-expression or a little bit of voice, there's still ultimately a problem to a degree that needs to be solved. Yeah. Um, And then art borrows from design in its process or maybe there is a transformation from art into design. And I think that is exactly what happens with fashion and food and all these things is it goes from this place of exploring, exploration and discovery and new, and that's what creativity is, right? It's creating something new. Yeah. So it it sits in that arty, like artistic expression space. So it's self-expression of like personal voice, um, play, passion, accident, whatever. Like, let's call it like the chaotic... Experimentation. Experimentation, yeah. Like the like professor's lab. And then from the lab, when something precious is discovered, it moves yeah. into the production line. And I think my heart is to keep people from... Not keep them, like trap them. Like, I think it's good to let things go... No, it's not. I don't like. I don't like seeing things filtered down. It reminds me of the devil's devil wears Prada. You know, like uh-huh. the colors picked and it filters and trickles down, and then people, the basic people, consume it. Um, yeah. And what once was good is now everywhere, and it's it becomes derivative and it becomes common. And yeah, I don't like that. That's my personal thing. I don't. I like. There's a movie called. The Limits of Control, and it's a very, very niche movie. That. Mm-hmm. Very niche movie. I don't actually think, yeah, it's probably, I mean, it's probably still in VCR, but the concept was, there were just a lot of moments with true artists, flamenco dancers and guitarists and artists and like very um, creative, digit, uh, not, uh, not digital, like analog creative people that were fundamentally fighting against this like digital Mm. commercialization of these art forms you know and i think that that's where my that's where my personal essence lies is to bring people from the commercial into the special spaces like sorry i keep going back to lexi Mm. because i think it's also just been on my mind a lot with this She's just had an art exhibition and it was so precious for me because I was like, no one can take that, (laughs) you know, and commercialize it. Like, I mean, they could, you know, they could print it on t-shirts or make posters or whatever, but for me, it was so precious to see her voice come out and people for people to enjoy it. And yeah, that pure Mm. essence, like that's what brings me personal joy. Is not to see someone with a like a, a postcard of that art but to see people seeing something in the physical that's been created by a person with a personal voice
0: it I mean what it really sounds like you're describing is a struggle that like I completely identify with which is In a way, this like internal battle between, and and you know, I've struggled to call myself a designer. I still struggle to think of myself as an artist or anything I do as art, um, even though I do play in that space. Um, But there's almost this this kind of battle and I've had a battle where um, when you talk about design, it's often thought of as only being digital. And there's kind of like this inner, like, um, just, just like frustration that it does, It's so much more than that. It's mm-hmm. not. It's not about it. It's d- digital design is like kind of one aspect. Yet um, we kind of jump as everything having to be digital. and There's almost like this this uh, internal like revolt against that. And at the same time, this kind of search for your creativity to have meaning. So it's like creativity is like bashing up against like design and bashing up against art and bashing up against the digital to be like, hold on and all of this, like what's, what is the, the meaning I want or the purpose? And how do I find my voice in doing all of this work for clients, right? And it being really easy and, and almost to help them find their voice. And with this internal struggle happening within me, it's so hard to find my voice. Mm. Because I'm all of these things, but I'm none of these things, you know, at the same time. And you can integrate them. Like
1: we said, I think if you had to color block stuff, things would bleed into each other. And you might be, you know, like that's why we said, like I... I'm an artist and a designer. Like, yeah, is there no term for both? Because I do think they have different functions or different approaches or different intentions. Um, and there's an intentionality
0: in each one yeah. that's quite different. That's quite different, yeah. So it's my space to play and it's my space to create for clients. Yeah.
1: And then you know, I think that those come in, I think it would just be really interesting to have (laughs) a little interactive self. It would be really interesting to see people kind of visually represent themselves, like how much of you is is artistic, how much of you is design, because I have met designers who are like pure designers, like their brains are you know, like we said, creativity kind of encompasses it all. Like it bleeds, you know, like you need creativity in all of it. Um, But artistry and um, artistic, even technical, whatever, it would just be so interesting to see like sort of pure design versus um, more arty people. Like at Varsity, I was, there were people in my course who weren't good at the art stuff at all. Like they didn't draw, they didn't like that yeah it's like way too airy fairy but put them on a digital platform and like they could execute oh God, it was the same in architecture whatever, you yeah. know exactly so um so that's why i think it's it's really complex and this is where your maybe this is where your battle is and or, or not battle but where it becomes interesting and for me also with the coaching is ultimately i'm helping people design for their life like there's an intention and there's a process and There's creativity and coming up with solutions to that problem. But in the space of play, those things can emerge and become clearer. And maybe it does go back again to that thing of when art shifts over into design and shifts over into function and shifts over into commercialization. Is that like the, yeah, the art is where there's discovery and play and maybe for you, we you know it's not necessarily art because um it's maybe just more the that brainstorm space or that conversation because I think it you know you can still um not all art forms are yeah it's not restrictive I guess. Um yeah it would be interesting to explore like word like spoken word and And brainstorming verbally, Mm -hmm. I think, can also be a space of creativity and play or where creativity and play start. And then through that, you, you know, squeeze it through the design process to get to a goal. And the same with life coaching. Like you start Mm -hmm. in the space of discovery and play and unpack and brainstorm and spitball and have like, you know, a lot of things to work with. And then you kind of channel it into, into something with a purpose.
0: So are you using art in your coaching as kind of that uh, space of discovery and to promote, to kind of get people out of their heads and into Correct. their heart is the best way I can think to describe <laughs> <Yeah>. it, <laughs> right? To not
1: designers, right? Like to get in touch with their, it's so great how this is all coming together, <laughs> but to get in touch with their personal voice, I think to know themselves, their personal voice in that art space and then convert it into something that has purpose, intention, solution. Yeah.
0: So yeah. the art creates the freedom to discover and explore and to kind of dig deep and, you know, mm-hmm. kind of figure things out but in, have the freedom to figure it out rather than the fear that often figuring things out in like a framework of books, right? You have to have the perfect sentence. and Correct. You have to have your goals and you need to know where you're
1: going and what you're doing. And you're like,
0: sometimes people aren't there yet. Yeah. (laughs) So that you need this kind of bigger space of discovery and then Mm -hmm. you can start to kind of design, like design your life plan based on that. And it kind of, it makes me think of like the work I'm doing now, which is quite similar because mm. we, so often in design, we go, okay, I'm going to create the perfect solution because we're solving a problem, right? Mm. So I know exactly what the problem is and I, you know, and now I'm going to solve it. And often, you know, when you fall in love with a problem too early, um, you haven't really interrogated whether that was in fact the problem. a problem or yeah. problem. <laughs> um, so the question in in bringing back kind of the 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 freedom is that like freedom to interrogate and experiment and the to be okay with not having the answers to kind mm. of you know be, be an explorer in the fog right and mm. like your search for these these like dots um And then go, huh, okay. Well, like, let's try figure it out based on all of these things we've discovered along the way, you know. Mm -hmm.
1: And is Um, that maybe where I'm just thinking like that whole innovation, like when people try to create innovation hubs, like why are they hard? Because I think people are trying to find solutions without bringing their voice and their own personal approach or thoughts or ideas to explore and unpack first. You know, so yeah, I find it. this when you're sitting in a yeah. workshop and you're trying to get people to be creative, you know, yes. marks,
0: especially if and they, don't draw like, on, they don't do art, right? Yeah, exactly. They don't they do tell art and they don't draw, they're on. not creative. You know? Yeah. But
1: they have ideas and they have experiences and they like, hopefully, <laughs> like, otherwise, you've really got the wrong group of people. Um, but I always, like you said, there's this weird pressure. Um that to happens to just come up with a solution instead yeah. of asking the questions. And that's why I love coaching because you ask you facilitate a group of people to by asking questions to start realizing that everyone's gonna everyone's already approaching the problem so differently and thinking about it so differently. But if they're not secure, if they don't feel safe to explore it then nothing can happen because then they're just going to take the lead from the most dominant or the most experienced or the, whatever, the creative person and just kind of agree and kind of add, add, add their insight, but in a very designy channel, derivative way, derivative way. Exactly. And that's exactly what you're saying is like in the space of allowing people to bring their own voice and their own ideas and their own approaches then you can refine into something that's has more intention. Um, yeah. I mean, that's maybe just really oversimplified, but I feel like that's been my experience. just like go play in the mess, go just find yeah. storyboard, do the thing. You know, that's why I even think like even in design, like the storyboarding process, the brainstorming, the checking yeah. other websites and all of that is like that kind of research space is the, is the creative yeah creative freedom space um
0: I I want to I want to go back a couple of steps though and dig into something you said about creating the the safety and yeah. people like especially if they don't define or think of themselves as creative or artistic and you're now bringing them into an art workshop and saying we're going to get creative today and there's so much fear involved in picking up the paintbrush or the pen or whatever the object is because whatever I do with that has to be perfect how how do you know how do you overcome that that fear or resistance or like need to be able to do it perfectly and to get people to let themselves play because that's okay. no small feat. Oh, trade industry
1: secret. No, I'm kidding. So, <laughs> <laughs> so what I do in my workshops, it's so interesting that you brought this up because this is exactly what I start with. It's like that whole, do you think you're creative? What do you define as creative? Okay, cool. Yeah. That's, that's something different. Um, and there's no like pre-planning. There's the page that they're given. And I'm like, cool. So we're going to start by instruction, instruction, whatever the instruction is. And you can just see... Um, <laughs> Sometimes I do actually say, like, does anyone here confidently identify themselves as a perfectionist? And the perfectionists <laughs> know who they are, okay? Oh, yes. So you so, also yes. have to create the option. No, you're I don't know what you're talking about. about <laughs> in the coaching space, but I do love how confidently they know who they are. So they put their hands up and I'm like, are you looking at this page? And you're already stressing about what it's gonna look like and how. Oh, like, God, totally. Like, yeah, and they're like 100%. Because I give the instruction, they're like, on this page, like the final thing, I'm like, correct. You are going to attack that blank page and cover and there's it. There's no erasers? What? <laughs> yeah, there's nonsense writing because when you break that page, then anything you add is part of the process. Like the biggest fear is starting, right? Absolutely. So, I think that's sort of my approach is, you know, I, I cringe with icebreakers. I think there are icebreakers that are good and there are icebreakers that are uncomfortable. And mm-hmm. in the workshops, because I feel that the art coaching space is an interesting <laughs> convergence of personal voice and expression and then intentional goal orientate you know like Uh there is often an intentional goal for the session. It is for me at least really important to start with the individual to create that psychological safety. So firstly as a facilitator Mm -hmm. people need to feel safe with you, safe within the space you create. hundred percent. And they do that by um, open-ended questions and coaching that is like the foundation of what we do is open-ended questions allowing people to speak or not speak. Um, And most importantly, not to speak to anyone else, so they can share with you, they can share with the group, the group can respond through active listening and say thank you for that, but there is no kind of conversation unless there is a conversation. Does that make Mm. sense? So it is, I have this idea, and nobody goes, has to validate it, has to compete with it, has to add to it. It is like you get to say what you want to say, and that is it. but I think, for me at least, it is getting people in touch with themselves first, like bringing them into the present moment, again, not in like a weird esoteric way, but just in like a being way, like you are now present in this space, who are you as this present person, you know, and let them unpack, like what I do is I get people to unpack what is distracting them um, from being present, and then, and that is breaking the page. Um, and then getting them to just cover the page with a color because that's just now like kind of putting an end to what's distracting you and picking a color subconsciously without even worrying about what's next and i think that's the important thing is like if they don't know what the next steps are they can't anticipate and plan and try execute perfectly they can oh, only add that. that's and work with what they've already got so the steps aren't all laid out it's one by one by one and you can see the like but what's coming next? I need to know what the what the second plan is. Like, no, if you did, you would change what you do and you'd lose out on that process. kind of process. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then from there the exercise kind of diverges and changes. But it's really interesting to yeah, to set set a goal for the session, um, set an intention, like a personal intention, like what do you want to get out of the session? Um, who do you want to be in this session? Like, mm-hmm. how do you want to be different to what you're usually like? You know, um, I think what I loved about one of my first sessions was the people who are like, I am not creative. This is not my thing. It's going to be terrible. Were yeah. the ones who were like tearing stuff and playing the most because they had nothing to lose. There was no yeah. pressure, you know, whereas the artists sometimes feel pressure huge pressure <laughs> that's why huge they pressure. also hate that step by step because they're like yeah. but i need to create something beautiful you're like no you need to go through the process the beauty can come after the process
0: so it's like giving permission to just be in each moment instead Correct. of needing to plan or like get to kind the solution of, yeah get to the solution um and and worry about what that looks like and i i, I think that that I mean that to me what you've described is the answer to why so many innovation hubs fail is because people are kind of coming with their preconceived notions and preconceived ideas mm-hmm. and there's no space um, that's created to kind of break that down so mm-hmm. you have a space like typical design sprint bring all the experts into a room have the experts share their expertise and you know, I know what I know, and I'm going to tell you what I know. So and what I how I think it should be. Yeah, so everybody has these fantastic blinders on. Um, and they have their ideas based on their knowledge and their expertise. So this question of, well, how do you, you can't create space for new ideas, if everybody already has their ideas, based on their expertise. And it's all very neatly packaged, because that's how I'm showing up in the space. And it's, this act of, well, how do you create permission for the unknown to exist and to be comfortable with the unknown and for people to leave that expert hat outside the room to say, okay, well, we're going to now create space for new ideas to come up between the ideas that we have. So the space for the third idea, it's not my idea, it's not your idea, but it's It's, the uh, idea that emerges. It's these ideas that emerge. You know, out of this almost actually space of creativity and creative thinking that you're creating. Maybe that's where,
1: again, I'm so passionate about the play part, Mm -hmm. because when people play, they forget themselves. And so in some way, shape or form, it's maybe starting with some form of play, whether it's just I don't know like obviously this is me like not really knowing what the environment is like um um, oh I mean maybe I can just share my experience with one of these workshops with a whole bunch of experts so again not to name names (laughs) no 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 I had come up with a brand for a government project and I had suggested stuff which I thought was great and Actually, what ended up happening is we went back to them after like two hours, anyway. But in the session, we're all these experts and like invites, like people sitting there from agencies and stuff. And at first, I just thought like this is a bit excessive. Also, if you've got agencies here, use the agencies. Like, what is the point? I I say this because I wish I'd spoken to you before, and I wish I'd known my own creative process before that. Mm. I think it was like the beginning of realizing what it's like to to do this like to get people to be creative and to just let go and to not and basically the whole session was one person telling me how what he thinks it should represent without giving any ideas and so most of the session was me going thank you so much for that insight do you have any practical suggestions on a name do you have any words that you'd like to share anything no No? okay so um obviously I was not (laughs) a coach then (laughs) I was not patient, but it really frustrated me because what everyone did is they would share and this person would make a comment and they'd retract and say, no, you're right. Absolutely. That's let's scrap that. Um, So I would say maybe from that experience and maybe you experience it that too is keep those people out of the room.
0: Yeah. Which which is interesting because. It's but but it's the exact opposite to. for like the design sprints predicated on the decision maker, which I think is great when you're when you're in the, the kind of the solution phase. But I think when you're in the discovery phase, it short circuits um, creating the freedom to have bad ideas. Correct, and I would I think,
1: think so. And that's, this is also coaching brain now, but often what happens is the team dynamic is actually great and the team wants to talk and the team wants to share. But when that particular person, that executive or that manager, what did you call it? Decision maker. Decision maker. Comes into play, there isn't safety and trust within the team. And I think that that's like its own thing that needs to Mm. be looked at. Um, and this is the same, maybe in design is like starting to recognize that industrial psychology, organizational psychology space, where the reason creative ideas are not being generated is because there isn't a sense of creative safety, psychological yeah. safety.
0: Um, yeah, and the same for innovation, um, right. there's this uh, incredible innovation coach, Bruce Corson, and he uses a similar exercise that you described when he um, uh, kicks off uh, innovation um, and he's like it's like he's like you need a creative like icebreaker like yeah. not a like networking or this is who I am it's it's how do you how do you shift people into feeling safe to have creative ideas that like might not be approved silly. of yeah so it gives them a blank canvas unexpected I
1: think that's the main thing is like the unexpected get people intrigued to like what's the next thing like what are we going to add next how's it going to look like you know um I love that yeah so so maybe that's uh, I don't actually want to say this term but we'll just call them like creative blockers (laughs) (laughs) yeah um yeah um, and I think you do get them in the art. I think you get i think you just get people who are creative blockers because they they don't embrace the essence of creativity, which allows people to explore and discover they are doers and they maybe they've also just forgotten themselves how to be creative yeah. and how to play and I think that's what happens is people get. You know, designers can be in design for so long that they develop a way of doing things that becomes mechanical, and it yeah, maybe falls, yeah, it falls away, it becomes technical, and yeah. they they start leaving creativity and play out of it. And that, that's why I think art, and again I say art is in like a space for creativity to expand and explore and discover, um, yeah, it feels like I'm punting what I do, but I'm like I think that's why I ended up in the space because I realized that what people need isn't so much design. What they need is to understand the essence of why they're doing what they're doing, and to foster an
0: environment of creativity so mm-hmm. that they can do that. But I, I think I mean it's so it's so relevant, and I think it also speaks to like why you've come to do what you're doing and like the importance of it and Mm. even more so for designers who have are are trapped in the formulaic or frustrated Mm. or perhaps just want more than the the digital is Mm. to remember that you actually have to intentionally foster your creativity and Your play and that expression you almost need to separate to say if design is my work I need art to be my place so that I can be fulfilled as a and then I'm going to say as a creative individual Mm -hmm. because I know for me if I just have the the structured design even though it's inspirational and exciting and I love problem solving and thinking out the box and all of these great things it's not messy it's yeah I I it's not it's not and and like when you don't have the answer there's there's a there's a really interesting discomfort that can Mm. throw you off where Mm. I think when you're sitting in art art can get uncomfortable and that almost fuels exploration. Ooh, let's push into yeah. those. <laughs> so, like, then you know you can bring that back into your design work, and suddenly that discomfort of not knowing and that uncertainty, you become more comfortable with it. So instead of mm. it disrupting and short circuiting and causing like freaking creative design angst Anxiety. of like next level, yeah, mm-hmm. um, because you you've gotten kind of comfortable and cozy with it in your like you know free self-expression messiness you've given yourself that permission in in this kind of I'm just doing art for absolutely no purpose like there's (laughs) no intention this this kind of absolute freedom it kind of actually feeds back so you're feeding your soul Um, but you're also strengthening your abilities. Correct.
1: And you are finding stuff in there. You know, that's where the design comes next, is Mm -hmm. in the play and in the mess and in the art of discovery of art. Yeah. (laughs) Voice, um, story, narrative, whatever. You know, from that comes, comes the framework for something to be designed. You know, it becomes the the place you head towards um because now you know it opens up other
0: channels
1: yeah it just it does it opens up like the pursuit of okay cool like do I want to take this further in an art form or in a design form or in a narrative form or just in a personal self-discovery form like is it going to just inform my design because I like figured out the way this texture works and like now I can I don't know bring it into whatever this project is. That's like a super. The next bad poster. Example. <laughs>
0: um,
1: but yeah, you see it like why? Why is there a difference between designer furniture or designer clothes? Like, um, you know, there's there's function, and you can just design clothes to clothe, right? That sits in the like functional, yeah, practical, cheap, affordable space. And then there is like there is something about design that does have that self-expression because I think it was founded in the arty, you know, the art space. Anyway, that is just that is just my idea. Like there is something of a person in something they have designed, but it is more controlled when it took place and more intentional. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And yeah, like, they're actually, also their pieces that
1: are, are more huh? Maybe some furniture and some clothes should just yeah, they're actually like art pieces. But I guess if they have function and purpose and intention, then they're not.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean it's like jewelry, which is like the space I play. Um, you know, you can create like very uh commercial mm-hmm. uh jewelry that's gonna sell well. Um but, but I always find and everyone does it. That's oh yeah, jewelry. everybody, everybody. Um and then there's there's kind of museum jewelry which is like the gallery jewelry which th- these pieces are like artworks like they're like often not functional um yes. <laughs> but they they are just so incredible and so inspiring and so creative so I often find like the work I'd mind when I admire and want to produce. Um, like has zero commercial like value (laughs) because it sits you know in that in that space of being like it would be really pretty put in a museum um, or a gallery but it's not a piece you're gonna wear every day it's just you know not designed to be functional (laughs) yeah I love that I love that then it is
1: art you know then it does become art I think especially if it if it is unique and it's not easily reproducible Mm. you know yeah Yeah. anyway
0: it's um no I mean I think we could probably like go on for like another couple (laughs) of hours and I have a feeling we're gonna end up doing you know a couple more uh podcast together like digging into i think we've we've kind of touched the surface of like Mm -hmm. art design and creativity i know we've also discussed the difference between design with a small d and a capital d and art with a small d and a capital D. yes oh my gosh we did have that conversation
1: oh no we need to have that conversation which i think we we
0: definitely yeah it's 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 really exploring like these um converging and diverging contradictions and like you know the 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 overlaps and 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 where they separate and what defines them and I think that they're important discussions to have because I I think it creates more of the freedom that we're all looking for
1: to Mm. kind
0: of find our space and figure out you know, what feeds the different facets um, of mm. ourselves as, you know, mm. creatives, and where artists, we artists we designers? Yeah. Yeah. And where, where do we want country? to carve? Mm. Like a space. Yeah. And make a contribution um, yeah. and play. So thank you. Yeah. So much for, for uh, joining me today. Thank you for the juicy, awesome conversation. I'm looking forward to the next one um yeah i love talking to you about this stuff um yeah thank you for having me (laughs) of course and yeah all the links will be in the in the show notes and i think they're going to be quite a fun a fun resource of like (laughs) links for people to to check out (laughs) and explore and have have fun with thanks so much for joining us for this episode of what's design anyway if this tickled your synopsis, be sure to follow us on your favorite podcast app and on at What's Design Anyway, so that you don't miss the next juicy episode. Don't forget to go to the show notes to get more info about our guests and links of where to find them. And also a special shout out goes to Kabbalistic Village for the awesome results.